The Maker's House Chapel International presents Destiny Word with Dr. Michael Bwedinyamite. God has destined for each and every one of us to live a life of purpose, a life of abundance, and a life that pleases Him. Dr. Michael Bwedinyamite's mandate is clear. He's equipped to raise destiny giants for our time, equipped with the wisdom and anointing for a time such as now. Please stay tuned in to Destiny Word. Can you look at somebody and tell the person what I said? It is good to be alive. It's amazing that LG has it as life is good. How many of you agree with them? Well, if you don't, die and you see how it is. Life is good. Amen. Life is good. It's so good to be alive. It doesn't matter what is happening in your life. It is good to be alive. Amen. Um, how many of you came with your Bibles? Could you please lift it up with me? Um, I want to do something today um, that I believe is going to bless you. I want to help ourselves because I need help too. I believe that every preacher needs to get to a place where he knows that the preaching is not just for the congregant but for himself as well. That opens the realm for Rima to be given to you because you need a word too. If the Bible is yours, could you please lift it up and say, This is my Bible. It is the word of God. I'll become what it says I can become. I'll go where it says I can go. I will achieve what it says I can achieve. Then slap your chest and say, I am a believer. You can do it again. Say, I am a believer. If the Bible is yours, could you please turn to the book of Daniel chapter number 11. The book of the prophet Daniel. The dreamer. Chapter number 11. If you found that, you can put a finger there and open again to the New Testament Gospel of St. John. St. John's Gospel. Chapter number 2. So you put a finger in Daniel chapter number 11 and you turn to St. John's Gospel chapter number 2. It's amazing I'm saying put a finger there and meanwhile some people are just punching it in there. And so those of you who are gadget people, God bless you. Just punch it when you get there. We have to put our fingers there. How many of you are putting a finger there? Yeah. You are, you are an old school like myself. We are old school people. In the book of St. John's Gospel, chapter number 2, reading from the verse number 1. On the third day there was a marriage in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. And both Jesus, called, both Jesus was called and his disciples to the marriage. And when they wanted wine, the mother of Jesus says to him, they have no wine. Jesus says to her, woman, 
have I to do with you? My hour is not yet come. His mother says to the servants, Whatsoever he says to you, do it. And there were said there six water pots of stone after the manner of the purifying of the Jews, containing two or three fecunds apiece. Jesus says to them, fill the water pots with water, and they fill them up to the brim. And he says to them, draw out now and bear to the governor of the feast, and they bore it. When the ruler of the feast had tasted the water that has been made wine, and knew not where, where it was, but the servants which drew the water knew, the governor of the feast called the bridegroom and says to him, every man at the beginning that set forth good wine, when men have well drunk, then that which is worse, but you have kept the good wine until now. Flip to Daniel chapter number 11. Let's piece them together. Daniel, the 11th chapter. Have you found it yet? The verse number 32. And such as do wickedly against the covenant shall be corrupt, shall he corrupt by flatteries. But the people that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. Can we read um, the one that, um, I mean, the latter part, the B part, the one that starts with but? Shall we all read it together? Let's read it again. I want us to do it for the last time. But the people that do know their God shall be strong and do exploit. I mean, the key three key words there are knowing, being, and doing. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you, O God, for today. We know that things are going to fall in pleasant places because you are here with us. Give us a word that works, O God, since we know that the flower will fade, the grass will wither, but your word will abide forever. Put a word in my mouth, O God, that will direct the path of somebody to where you've destined him to be. In the name of Jesus the Christ, we have prayed. Amen. Before you take your seats, I want you to look for three people and tell them, go get it. Come on, go get it. Look at three people. Give them a high five. Even if they are seven, I'll be excited. Tell them, go get it. Yes, go. Go get it. Amazing. Um, I was reading this scripture and it brought some excitement to my spirit. Because of the placement of the test. Um, St. John's Gospel is a very interesting book. Those of you that are familiar with your theology and you've done all the things that are to do with the synoptic gospels, of course, John starts writing about uh, the matured Christ. John, I don't know whether it was because he didn't have a good childhood, was never bothered or concerned about the childhood of Christ. You know, you, you can't talk about what you are not familiar with. It was Espinoza that said that our early childhood development will determine what we become. 
So most of the time, it is what you are exposed to. Maybe this young man, this man called John the Revelator and the Apostle of Christ, didn't really have a good childhood. So he didn't really bother about how his childhood was. He didn't write about that. He started writing about a matured Christ. He pencils the opening pages of his book by talking about the divinity of this God, the Christ. In the beginning was the word, the word was with God, the word was God, the same was with God, even in the beginning. Without this word, nothing that was made was made. In him is life, the life is the light of men. That light shines in darkness, darkness comprehends it. Now there was a man sent by God, from God, King James says from God whose name was John, the same was sent to bear witness of the light. He was not the light, but he was sent to bear witness of the true light. That light that is supposed to shine in the life of all men. He starts talking about the divinity of Christ. Whilst John and Luke were thinking about the census and the count and the pregnant Mary, he was not interested in that. He wanted the world to know that this one that I'm going to talk to you about has been in existence before you even knew what the world was. He was not just a child, but he was a son giving. That all things were made by him, and without him was nothing made that was made. He starts talking about this divine being, this Christ, this king of kings, the God who had left or vacated his throne in the heavens and dwelling amongst men called the Emmanuel. But you go to the chapter number two and he switches completely. He's no longer talking about the divine being. He's talking about a wedding feast. He's saying that although he is God, there is a part of him that embraces what we value. Jesus is being invited to a wedding feast. And the Bible says that both himself and his disciples were invited to the feast. Amazing that Jesus is called upon to come and witness a wedding ceremony. That means that marriage is important. Without um, taking a swipe at the young men, marriage is important. Will you look for a bachelor around you and just shake him and tell him marriage is important? You can tap the person on the shoulder real hard and tell them, man, marriage. It's important. If you can smack the person, smack the person. The marriage is important. If you can slap the person, I'll be excited. Slap the person. That marriage is important. Marriage is a very important aspect of our human development. Of our, um, it's not just for companionship, but so that the human race will not be extinct. It's for procreational purposes as well. Not just that you go home and you have somebody to talk to. Marriage is important. Jesus was invited to a marriage ceremony and he didn't turn it down. So what is wrong with you if you don't want to get married? Invited to a wedding ceremony and Jesus deemed it fit to go for the program. Mm. Come preach that all day. Marriage is a good thing. Marriage is honorable. And the bed undefiled is a very amazing part of scripture. That if you're a young man and you are still dilly-dallying on the idea, concept, principle, philosophy, that decision to be married, 
There is something fundamentally wrong with your wiring. Maybe you need a decoding, reprogramming, and reformatting of your whole system because marriage is important. Jesus did not downplay the essence of it. Jesus did not say that, no, if you want to be spiritual, don't get He didn't do that. He was there to witness it. God was found in a marriage ceremony. In his humanity, he wanted to be where people were happy and excited and people were thinking about what was important. He himself and his disciples were invited and he, for once he was not thinking about going to cast out devils. He wanted to be happy with the people who were happy. He was not thinking about going to cast out devils, going to lay hands on the sick for the sick to be delivered. He was not mindful of that. He had taken a break. You need a break sometimes. You are um, bewitched with the disease of Christian seriousness. A lot of people have compulsive Christian disorder. That they believe that if you become a Christian, it is only the audacious moods you should be in. Jesus took a break. Jesus knew that it is not every time that you go after casting out devils, there are times that your humanity should come to play. Just not every, you, you, you are too stiff. Somebody even greets you. Brother, how are you doing? Shandoloboshi as well. Every greeting, every salutation, you meet it with tongues. Compulsive Christian disorder. Everything that uh, somebody even wants to, oh, I'm, I've met a Christian brother, I'm hugging him. It's like you are taking a, you want to push something. You, you have a problem loosening up a bit. Jesus, although he was fully God, understood that the world is not just a spirit realm. There is a physicality to our existence, and marriage is important. I wish I was talking about marriage all day. And I'm happy that some people are clapping. It's exciting. Marriage is important. Jesus talks about that, invited to the wedding, and himself and his disciples, they all went for the ceremony. Jesus did not leave any of the disciples there. He wanted them to know that aspect of him too. No hypocrisy in him. He didn't want to sneak on them. He didn't want to hide where he was going. For them to think that no, for the son of God, all that matters to him is going out there, casting out devils, visit, visiting the poor, visiting the blind, making sure they... No, no, no. He wanted them to know that in as much as I walk on water, I can still be at a wedding ceremony. It gets to the wedding ceremony, ladies and gentlemen. And the Bible says that whilst they were there, Scripture says that disgrace and shame was looming. They had run out of supplies. And I strongly believe that as every child of God, you'll get to a place where things that make sense to you will run out. That what brings you joy and excitement, what brings you all the happiness and comfort in the world, you will run out on them. And when you run out on your wine, that is the time that people begin to question the integrity of the God you serve. 
But thankfully, the Bible says that there was Mary, not Magdala, or Mary, not from, the, from Magdala, but Mary, the mother of Jesus, was there. And the Bible says that when the woman had seen the looming shame, she went to Jesus and said, they had run out of wine. At every point when God sets you on a course of glory and on a tangent where you will fulfill destiny, even when you run out of wine, God will station people who will be able to think for you, who will be able to get in their way and begin to try to solve your problems. I have noticed that when God really wants to bless a man, and I've said this many, many times, God does two things in the life of that individual. The first thing that God will do is to give the person ideas, great ideas, but not only that, God will not hold or stop on that by giving the person great ideas but God will also bring that person um, good people God will station good people around any man he wants to fulfill destiny so that when they get to a place when they have run out of ideas they will supplement and complement what they are lacks and what they don't even have I pray that even in 2019 when you run out of wine may the Lord God bring you people who will run on your behalf and say that he has run out now this woman parenthetically was talking to Jesus which means that the woman was talking to God Jesus did not see the woman as the mother Jesus saw the woman as a woman divinity having an interface with humanity and Jesus said unto the woman the woman is saying um Sir, they have run out of wine. What was the woman doing? The woman became an intercessor when they had run out of wine. What I mean is that when God wants you to pursue your destiny in this month of purpose, in our pursuit, God will station prayer warriors, intercessors, when you don't even have a voice. The Bible says that this bride and the groom, they were all seated. They didn't even know what was going on. But a woman called Mary was moving about trying to solve the problem that they had. I pray that God will place people around you in 2019 that will go out there and try to solve the problems that the devil will bring to you. Can, can I preach to you? Scripture says, goes to the mother. Um, the mother, Mary, goes to Jesus in an intercessory mode, says to Jesus, they've run out of wine. What brings excitement? They don't have it anymore. What will entertain their guests? They don't have it. What will cause people to know that these guys had planned out the event well. They don't have it anymore. And oftentimes we get to places where what brings relevance and meaning and importance and what defines and accentuates our existence, we lose on them and we run out on them. And people begin to wonder and they cast their eyes round about and they begin to ask so many questions. Didn't they plan before they embarked on this journey? Scripture says that when the woman had said this to Jesus, Jesus looked back at the mother and said unto the mother, I'm woman! Because at that time he was not being disrespectful. This was a petition to the heavens. Woman! Don't you know that is not my time? 
the woman Jesus was saying that to the mother because the mom had seen Jesus doing a lot of mighty works in the background. That wasn't the first time something had happened through the hands of Jesus. The mother knew that. If the mother had no precedence of that, the mother would never have had the guts and the confidence to go to Jesus to ask for a miracle. The mother knew. Jesus said unto the mother, well, I can do all things, but I need time to do this. The mother did not go back to Jesus to argue her case. She didn't say that, Jesus, you know what? Well, whether it's your time or not, it is not about that. It is about these people redeeming and salvaging their integrity, their dignity, the respect they have in this. No, that's not what the mother said. The mother turned away from Jesus, went to the servants of the place and said that whatever he says to you, just get on with it whatever he will say to you what he was saying to what she was saying to them was this man that you see is not ordinary and whatever word that comes out of him there has been a deliberation in the heavens and so when he says it to you instead of you waiting for him to give you an instruction do not even go to the bridegroom do not go to the bride do not ask the governor do not ask for anybody's opinion when he says anything to you just go ahead and get it done why for as the rain and the snow fall from heaven and return and not it about water the land that it might bring forth and bud and bring seed to the sower and bread to the eater so shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth it shall not return unto me void but it will accomplish that which I please what is the woman saying to them she was just saying to them that whatever word that comes out of his mouth there is a commensurate power from the heavens to bring it to pass when he says go ahead and get something done just get Can I preach to you this morning? Saying to them that not whatever he prays, said whatever he says, because God won't do until he speaks. Before he does, he says. If God says it, then he has what it takes to do it. If God won't do it, he won't say it the moment he says it it means he wants to do it and therefore i just came to tell you something this morning that some of you god has told you some things before the year began he had told you to start that business and you are waiting for the heavens to open no whatever he says to you just he has told you that this is the time to set up that enterprise you have been thinking planning it's still on the drawing board you are still planning well i want to go to china i want to start a business i want to go to turkey i want to start a business i want to start a manufacturing plant i have that in my heart that i have to start this business well but i you know i don't know how it's going to be but if it was god i placed it in your heart he says whatever he says to you just Top three people, tell them, just do it, just do it. Whatever he says to you, just get on with it. Get it done. Tap, can you tap seven people? I, 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 I just want to do something before I get into the test. Whatever he says to you, 
whatever he says to you before you came he has told you certain things he has made certain promises certain pronouncements and i believe that there are some of you that god has been giving you visions and dreams and he has placing some things in your spirit man and sometimes when you look at the mountains around you you are thinking how can i scale over these mountains well if he said it then he has what it takes to help you to get it done and so if he has given you that word just go ahead and If it is a year of pursuit, it is not a year of sitting down, crossing your legs and thinking things are going to happen. No, things are not going to just happen. Sometimes you have to force a result. Well, probably let me rewind and press play. For the sake of those of you who have a problem with Christian seriousness. Uh, that sometimes you will have to force results that is not just going to happen you just have to go on and get it done just go ahead and do it the woman said this is not an ordinary I came with him you think that he has people disciples following him he came with an entourage and he might treat him differently but whatever he says to you just go ahead and do it why because the woman had knowledge of who christ he had she had knowledge of christ's identity and let me try to bring the marriage to bear so that you can appreciate the movement of the test for your own eschatological excavation. Scripture says that in the book of Daniel, when there were problems and afflictions and there were wars and trouble and everybody was saying that a nation is hard, the economy is tough, everything is everywhere, things are not working. The Bible says, and Daniel rose up by the power, the inspiration and the might of the Almighty and said that, well, those who do wickedly, God will corrupt them with flattery but those who know because if you don't know who that person who spoke to you is there is no way you can be strong that what gives us our strength is our knowledge in who told us our strength is situated in the one who gave us the word so if we know the one who gave it to us then we will be watch the test those who know will be before they can do. Those who know their God, not those who come to church, not those who sing praise, not those who jump around, not those who somersault, not those who put on their dancing shoes, I'm not taking a swipe at those of you who can dance, but not those who can dance moonwalk not those of you can slide and do it has nothing to do with that it is about knowing your god so in terms of turbulence you know your god in times of trouble you know your god when they criticize you you know your god when they undermine you you 
know your God. When they begin to criticize, condemn you, you know your God. Those who know their God, they shall be strong because their strength is in their knowing. Your strength is in your knowing him. So if you know him, it doesn't mean there won't be turbulence. The whole Daniel chapter number 11 is talking about princes and kings of wielding power, overthrowing armies and kingdoms and princes with arms. The Bible will talk about arm and that same arm is the same, the same derivative for the word army used in the Bible. And so the same thing, armies overthrowing armies and kingdoms um, struggling under other kingdoms. And the Bible says that in times of that, in times... In, in those times when nothing is going on well, it, or the only people who can be achievers are people who know. Jesus' mother knew Christ. She knew who he was. She knew his identity. That his identity was concealed before people, but she couldn't be fooled said, well, this man, I know him. He is my son, but he is my God. In the physical, he is my son, but in the supernatural, he is my provider. I am not confusing the two. Whatever he says to you, Jesus was saying it is not yet my time what the woman was saying is that well you said that because at that time you are not in a crusade you are in a wedding ceremony the reason why that point is important is because Jesus said it's not yet time for me the woman could read beyond that because she knew that Jesus was a controller of time not a subject to time. He was not a subject of time, but the one who controlled time. And this woman knew that if you control time, every time is your time. Maybe they've told you it's not your time yet, but may Jesus step into the equation. They are saying it is not time yet. It is not your time, but may Jesus step into the equation and may the Lord rearrange and I, 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 can I pray for somebody? I just feel like praying for somebody that you have heard is not your time yet. Just hold on. It's not your time i just came to pray for you maybe the word is is not your time yet it's not my time to move it's not my time it's not my it's not my time it's not my time it's not my time to move yet but in the realm of the spirit we bring you a new word may the lord move and trouble the waters for you may the lord move and bring things into perspective for you look at somebody and say he's talking to me jesus said to the mother mom it's not my time. Mom says, every time is Jesus' time. You don't need a 9 o'clock, a 12 o'clock, a 22 hours GMT. You don't need January or February or March or April. You don't need a November or a December to work. Anytime is Jesus' time. I just came to tell you that God is about to do something in 2019. 
you might not have anything to show for it now but when he begins to move things are going to fall in place so quickly that you'll be amazed at what Jesus is able to do Jesus now talking to them it's not my turn just, 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 just ignore him that's how he is the woman goes to the people and says just ignore him you know um, I've given him my petition and since we do not have a high priest who cannot be touched by the feelings of our infirmities we do have a high priest who can be touched by the feelings of our infirmities we have who says that he'll be with us at all times since that happens to be his nature he will not sit in a disgraceful event if Jesus happens to be in your vessel you will smile at the storm why because Jesus will not be party to a disgraceful act whatever had been earmarked to see your disgrace as long as Jesus remains in your vessel I just feel why do I feel like praying for somebody I don't know who I'm praying for but in 2019 whatever was earmarked to bring you shame or disgrace may Jesus show up there and may Jesus Jesus turned things around for you. It doesn't matter what they have said. I just sense that something is breaking loose in the spirit realm for somebody right now. Whatever has been said about you, Jesus. A woman said, you know, um, well, since he's here, don't worry. St- you say something. As long as he's here, he will say something. Amen. He is into the sorting business. He's a problem solver. Don't worry. Is there a problem here? Don't worry. He'll solve it. Just hang around him. He will not scream. Just hang around him. So that whatever he says, you can hear and do it. You know, the problem is, in the period of turbulence, we don't hang around. When there is problem, we don't hang around him. We rather run away from him, trying to look for solutions elsewhere. Instead of us hanging around the one who has the final say, we run around looking for people who can only give opinions. He said, don't stray far. Don't. Just hang around him. But when you hang around whatever he says to you, then Jesus looks at the guys around and tells them, fill the pots with water. Well, they were briefed. So they did not question what he has asked them to do. He had asked them to do something. They did not question it because they were briefed by somebody who knew him better. And whatever he says to you, do it. So they went ahead and the Bible says that they had poured water into the pots. And Jesus said, serve to the governor of the feast first, the chairman for the occasion first. And they drew the water, the water and they gave it to the man. 
the question that an inquisitor should ask is when did the water turn to wine? Was it the time they poured it into the pot? The time they drew some out of the pot? Or the time they were moving to give it to the governor? Or the time the governor tasted it? Because you see, when God speaks before manifestation, there are processes and events that will always cause you to doubt what is really happening in between. Some of you, God has told you of certain things that he wants you to do. It's our month of purpose. I know that there are certain purposes and things that you have penciled, you've planned, there are things God has shown you that this is my will for your life. And you know that this is the will of God for my life. The question is, do I get results pre-movement, during movement, or post-movement? Scripture says, and when he tasted the water, it tells you that when they poured it, it was still water. When they fetched or drew the water, it was still water in the cup. When they moved with the water, it was still water. When they gave it to him, it was still water. But when he tasted the water, then the water had turned to wine. What it tells you is that most of the things that God has told you that he's going to do with you, until you start doing it, there is no way you will have results. It's not just going to fall out of the heavens. It is not time for manna to fall. It is when you are testing. Look at somebody and tell the person, just go ahead and do it. Can you look for seven people and let's have some church in this place. Look for seven people. Give them a high five. Tell them whatever he has told you to do. I don't know whether I'm still in the maker's house. But look at somebody and tell the person, whatever he has told you to do, just do it. Just get on with it. He's told you you're going to get married this year. Start buying your clothes. Start buying your shoes. Start talking to the wedding planner. Just get on. Did he tell you that he's going to make you a multi-billionaire this year? And you, you are renting a house? Just ask for. You, you, you can just call the realtor. Call the agent at Chasako and ask them, um, what is your most, uh, um, what is the pluses you have? Well, it's going for $2.4 million. Is that all? Yeah. Um, okay, what, what are the lease um, conditions? Is it, is it 50 years left, 30 years left, 20 years left, 199? Um, no, um, because we, we bought it when we were Italians and uh, um, we were given, of course, 49 years. We have exhausted, oh no, then 2.4 for, for a renewal of lease is too much. Can, can I give you 2 million um, um, so that I can use the, no, 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 it's 2.4. Okay, it's, it's, it's paid for. Okay, wait for my appointment. I'll come and see. Why? Because you see, when he says to you, you just go ahead. 
You see, do you know the problem with a lot of Christians? That's why I started with compulsive Christian disorder. This is your problem. Your problem is, when God speaks to you, you want to have the physical evidence. God doesn't operate like that. And the Holy Ghost shall come upon you and you shall have a child. You shall be full with the Holy Ghost and that will cause you to have a child in your womb. Mm, really? But how can this be? Christian seriousness. Compulsive Christian disorder. How can this be? Because the Bible says in the book of Habakkuk, he says that I will set myself upon the watch and wait to see what he will say. And so when God is saying you see it, not with your physical eyes, you begin to have what you call imagination. The problem we have is that he has already spoken. I know the people that are under this commission. Prepared, destined, moved for greatness. God is saying, I am lifting you up. The first thing that comes to mind every time, how can this be? So you are seated and you are waiting. But the water will never turn to wine whilst it's still in the pot. As long as it remains in the pot, it will continue to be water. But if you draw it and you give it to the right people, then the water will turn to wine. It is just a matter of going ahead and doing what God has asked you. been having this dream this vision set up that business oh set it up oh set up a fashion house oh but i can't sew who told you the fashion people that you are wearing and you are proud of you wear all the suits and shirts and oh what shoe are you wearing oh cl what shoes are you wearing valentino what shoes are you wearing Gucci, Prada, Givenchy. Okay, Ghanaians call it Givenchy. So I'm wearing Givenchy. I'm wearing this. I'm wearing that. They don't even know you. And interestingly, <laughs> you are wearing somebody you have, a, you have no relationship with. You know, that's how... Red carpet, they ask, who are you wearing? So that label. So who are you wearing? Uh, I'm wearing um, Versace. Oh, really? Do they know you? Oh, no, but I know them. <laughs> now, check this out. Check this out. The Versace's, the Valentino's, the shoes and the clothing, the LV's, all that you wear and you are proud of. I'm holding a Hermes bag. I'm holding a Birkins and you are proud of. Those guys, they are not the ones who even put it together. You can have a fashion house even if you don't know how to sew. You can have a clothing line even if you don't even know how to. You can have a farm without having an agric science education. You can be all that God wants you to be. Just go ahead and do it. It's a year of pursuit, but things are not going to happen because we prayed. 
Things are going to happen because after he, there was an intercession, there was movement. After prayer, you move. You don't just pray and sit down. The woman prayed to Jesus. They have run out. And after praying to Jesus, the woman did not sit. The woman moved the people to work. It's a year of pursuit, but we have to work at it. Force a result if you have to. Push if they tell you there is no way. If they bring a wall, get a dozer. Break every dozer, level every mountain, exalt every valley. Make sure you get there at all costs. I'm telling you. The Bible says, and they that know their God, they shall be strong. And their strength is in their knowing. But after they are strong because they know and they become strong, they don't just sit, they do exploits. The word exploit in the Hebrew means they accomplish a lot. In 2019, may God give you the grace to accomplish. Could you please be upstanding? My time is up. Could you please be upstanding? God. Oof, something just dropped. Look for, look for three people. Not people who are around you. I want you to walk around. Go and look for somebody and tell the person, it's time for you to be an achiever. You have to achieve a lot. You have to accomplish a lot. It is time for you to go ahead and accomplish. God they shall be strong when the wind blows they shall be strong when scandals hit them they shall be strong when opposition rises they shall be strong when they undermine them they shall be strong those who know their God shall be strong and they will achieve a lot I pray in the name of Jesus that may the Lord move you into the realm of great accomplishments that you will achieve a lot more that eyes have not seen ay 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 could you please lift up your right hand? I'm just giving you one minute to pray. Whatever God has placed ahead of you that you have seen, I want you to pray that God make me strong to do it. I just heard that in my spirit right now. Pray that prayer. God, you've placed this ahead of me. This is what you've commissioned, you've commanded me to do. Give me the strength to do it. The strength to do it. They shall be strong and they shall do exploits. You are praying to God, God, give me the strength to do exploits. Give me the strength to do exploits. Give me the strength to do exploits. The wherewithal, the ability. Thank you for listening. We hope you've been blessed with Destiny Word by Dr. Michael Boydi Nyamiche. 
You are cordially invited to the Maker's House Chapel International, Kwabanya Off Point One. Join in on any of our services, Sunday Word. First service, 7 to 9 a.m. Second service, from 10 a.m. to 12 noon. Teaching service on Wednesdays, 6.30 to 8 p.m. And our flagship program, The Morning Aura, on Saturdays, from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. To engage in prayer and experience the supernatural. For more information about this ministry, call 0244-221-272 or 0262-731-570. Or visit our website, www.themakershousechapel.org. We believe in the word in totality and the light it brings our path to experience the grace to take territories and fulfill destiny. God richly bless you.